0: Why this fool got more comics than a
1: motherfucker? Ready?
0: To MCMF The podcast Where I try to get You dear listener Into the wonderful world Of comic books By making my friends Read comic books Joining me on this episode To talk about A Batman Superman story Called Super Friends It's Gary
2: Me again You wanted Denim jacket Leather jacket Triple H But it's Gilbert
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who is denim jacket Leather jacket Triple H In this analogy
2: me. I uh, should be. <laughs> it would probably be like a, a more seasoned guest. Because for, for full context, I've read next to know about Batman or Superman.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is, honestly, this is a really, this story is a really good way to like, if you have like a real passing knowledge of these characters, yeah. and you want to get a real inside track on what their dynamic is like um, and who they really are as people, uh, how they view each other that is what these two issues are all about yep. uh, this is part uh, parts one and two of a four part story uh, parts three and four are about Batman and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. uh, for, so for full context this is in the lead up to um, Batman getting married to Catwoman they were uh, going to have a huge wedding at ba- in Batman number 50 Uh, that does not happen. (laughs) Spoilers. Uh, Catwoman leaves Batman at the altar after her friend points out, makes the point to her, um, her best friend Holly, her, her maid of honor, is like, the thing that makes him Batman is that he's miserable. He can't be happy and still be Batman, and you make him happy. So are you willing to do that? It's later revealed uh, because she she says this, and the Joker has also said it to her, uh, to yeah. woman. So it, this is later revealed to have been a plot by Bane uh, to break Batman's spirit. Jesus, it's it's dark. It's fucked. Um, she uh, so she leaves him at the altar, but everything from issue one to issue fifty, including this story is in the service of that larger narrative yeah
2: yeah. um
0: and that in the issues past it go into uh some stuff some more stuff with bane and batman and eventually ends with uh bane killing alfred Um,
2: r.i.p to a real one
0: yeah it's it gets it goes some weird places but i really love the structure of this book i i know that a lot of people are not crazy about tom king's batman run um And I think a lot of people's issue comes from the way Catwoman is characterized, uh, Mm -hmm. more than any, like, individual story beats. Um, Like, people don't like that she meows at people. Um, I would contend uh, that I would fully expect that person to meow at people. People in Gotham are fucking weirdos. Gotham is a weird city.
2: When I was reading through, I didn't take her as a full-on, like, doing a cat noise. I thought she was just like, you know, like, just go it's like, saying the, the word way,
0: meow at people
2: yeah the way i read it was like full-on like austin powers like yes <laughs> i was like yeah that fits with the like snarky attitude like someone who would ironically it's it's like something like i would do myself where i'd start making a silly noise ironically and then it would just become part of my personality yeah
0: you know it's like beating your chest like a gorilla yeah um uh, but I, like, I understand people's issues with the, uh, like this run I really like it, I really like again the structure of it um, mm-hmm. because it's a bunch of small stories contributing to one larger story yeah. uh, and I, I think that's that really is incredible because a lot of comic books are going to tell their stories 6 issues at a time, 12 issues at a time, whatever this tells it 50 at a time but does it yeah. in such a way that it doesn't feel it doesn't feel unsatisfying to go from one thing to the next. Like it doesn't feel like it's dragging out this one long story. Like the story yeah, immediately got
2: Yeah, it's it's well, before we started recording, I was talking about uh, the current run of Daredevil, uh Chip Sarski's run on that. And that's been going for like 40 something issues i think it's 37 issues of daredevil and then six in devil's reign whereas like some things were happening like i don't know where this is going but it happened but all the issues were satisfying so it's like okay that might come back it might not whatever but everything did circle back around and it was satisfying it was like well done long-term booking i feel like some writers um can't think of any off the top of my head but i know i've read runs where it's like you know it's gonna go on for ages and they're throwing like seeds non stop at you know like there's so many like different plot threads that I trust they are gonna get resolved later on, but there's so many thrown at you that it's like, Oh, I'm s I'm just confused at this point. Um I remember feeling that way at the start of like the X Men reboot with all like the going into the Future, the Way of Future and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I'm, the stuff with
0: heard. House of
2: X 10. Yeah. And while I've I've got full clarity of it now at the time I was very confused. It's with, very like weird. Tom King um, and Chip Zdarsky do it in a way where like the issues are contained but the larger narrative chugs along in the background and then when things pop up because I read the entire volume that these issues are in and there's like bits from the start of it that don't come back to the end of that volume alone It's like oh this is this is quite nice this is quite good
0: yeah like the story that immediately precedes this one is the one uh where like I don't know how this was collected so I don't know
2: it, it starts with um it The first issue of this is like Batman and, and Catwoman are going to see Talia.
0: Okay, Talia yes. Algo.
2: Yeah. And Alfred snitches on him to, to Damien. And Damien yeah. is fucking
0: furious. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like this story is like interstitched in this whole ongoing thing is an event called the War of Jokes and Riddles, which is yeah, yeah. the time that the Joker and the Riddler recruited every supervillain in Gotham uh, to pit against each other in various Mm -hmm. attempts to kill each other. Uh, And Batman is telling Catwoman this story. Like, that's how... That's how the uh, the story is narrated through the lens of Bruce telling Selina. So here's what happened. And it all Mm -hmm. contributes to him eventually asking her to marry him. Then the stuff with Damien and Talia That's It's like hey what's this Relationship gonna be like What's this dynamic gonna be like How does it make Damien, Bruce's only Biological child, feel That his father is marrying Someone that isn't his mother Mm. You know this very Real thing you'd have to deal with In a new Like if if you Are a person with a kid your kid is now involved in the decision-making re if you're going to marry somebody like a lot of parents are not going to marry somebody that their kid can't stand or a relationship that their kid doesn't approve of or like would have to like explain like look it's not that because like I guess in the case of Bruce and Talia it's like look your mother and I I'm sorry to tell you it was we were never going to get back together We just don't work that way. Damien's issue isn't that he hates Catwoman. His issue is that he doesn't want his dad to settle down with anybody but his mom. He always figured his parents would get back together one day. Yeah. And so it's Damien reconciling with that and Bruce having to reconcile with that as a parent. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that contributes to the story as a whole which contributes to this story uh which is Batman issue 36 uh by Tom uh Tom King Clayman and uh it's the anchor the other man uh Seth so Tom King Clayman Seth man uh did this story Batman issue 36 and 37 which opens ironically with Superman yes uh with superman saying to lois lane if he wants to he'll call he's like stopping a train from flying off the cliff yeah in what appears to be asgard (laughs) (laughs) like the the train the cliff goes into nothing like it is like a white electric cloud underneath it it's like where the fuck is this
2: yeah, it's just sort of like in the middle of nowhere. It sort of hints at something gone <laughs> wrong. And you find out, like, what. Yeah. But that's not the point of the the panels at all. It's just like, this is his day job.
0: Yes, the Superman and Batman stuff that they are doing in this story is so secondary to what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, because he says, if you wanted to, he would call. And Lois says back to him, or, darling, you could call him. And this like, getting exasperated. He's like, he's the one who, he's engaged. He should call. <laughs> like, th- it's, like, pages of them talking about, like, he's like, well, I can't call him. I'm busy. Uh, I, I made a note, which is Lois in, when she turns away to put the thing on the board, it's like, this is an exceptionally good-looking Lois Lane.
2: Yeah, all the art in this book is absolutely just remarkable. I love the I love the style. Um, I can't remember if, if this artist has done anything on Marvel, but I've seen this style before.
0: Um, uh, Rod Rice has a similar style, the kind of sketched oh, yeah. and okay. painted look. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and so he's like, well, I'm busy. And she's like, you're busy. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he's sitting at home twiddling his thumbs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which brings us right to Batman, who is now talking to Catwoman. He says, "I, I don't need see why I need to call him." She's like, "I thought I thought he was your closest friend." What, I don't. Gordon is my closest friend. It's, what? Gordon doesn't even know your name. What are you talking about? Fine. Alfred is my closest friend. Alfred's on your payroll. That doesn't count. I mean, from, from the
2: outside, like, I'd say maybe Alfred is a good contender. I think Catwoman's minimizing how fucking real Alfred is.
0: <laughs> yeah, Alfred is kind of his dad.
2: Yeah. Which, I guess, is a different relationship, so.
0: Yeah, like, someone who is, like, a friend and not family, he's kind of right, Gordon or, or Lucius Fox, but he pays Lucius, Lucius works for him. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is not
2: a guy who goes out with his friends. It's like uh, obviously.
0: Vicky Vale. The the,
2: the running joke in uh, my immediate friend group is like I'm the only one who doesn't really like anime, but I'm gonna pull out some anime terminology. Like how these two blokes are just massive sundere people. Like they just. Yes. It's 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 not like we're I friends called... or anything. After I read after I read this, I was like, um I was walking the dog with Laura and I, cause I really enjoyed the story so I wanted to talk about it and I was talking to Laura about it, talking to her ear off bless her. She just didn't seem to care. But I was like it's like their their friendship's very the only way I could describe it other than Sundray is like it was ver it's very straight. It's like two dudes who've never talked about their feelings past like the surface level and they're they're like basically they're the type of people who don't tell their friends they love them yes at all it's like because that would be a little bit feminine too feminine for them like it's very cute
0: i feel like bruce is the the kind of person who doesn't tell his friends and family he loves them but not because he doesn't want to but because he doesn't know how to yeah and i feel like Clark is the kind of person who absolutely tells everybody all the time that he loves them.
2: Yeah, but I think there's this wall because he knows exactly the type of person Bruce is, so he's, right. he doesn't know to Right, I can't say that to, to Bruce.
0: He's not going to take it well.
2: Yeah. You see, I think if if, if, if if the position Superman is like Obviously, at this point in his life, he's not a fish out of water, but if they positioned him as someone who was completely oblivious to reading the room. I think he would tell Batman that he loves someone every single
0: page. I'm... <laughs> hey, man, I love you. He's like Clark. Would you stop? We're not. F- we're, we're we're work friends, okay? But Bruce does say to uh, say to Catwoman, he says, "Am I not supposed to pay him? Do you know how many cucumber sandwiches he makes every week?" <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> Not bam. Yeah. Uh, so Cat or uh, Lois and Clark are in a parking garage. This is like peak Superman. This is like
1: yeah.
0: Anytime I think of Clark Kent, he is wearing this exact outfit: Gr- dark gray suit, <laughs> blue and gray tie, fucking fedora. <laughs>
2: a hat that's just a little too small for his head. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, Clark's got a fucking Barry Bond steroid head, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like an ubermensch. Uh, and yeah. so, Lois says, uh, I'd like to meet her, referring to Catwoman. He's like, what? No, absolutely not. Lois, she's a criminal. I'm not going to let a criminal know my, our secret. Says, well, Batman is your friend and colleague. Well, yes, but. And you trust him daily to save the world. Well, yes, but. don't. But you don't trust him to love someone we can trust. Well. Uh, she's like, besides Swellville, she definitely knows
1: <laughs> that,
0: yeah. she, that you're Superman. She's like, what? What do you mean by that? She's like, Catwoman's like, guy who always writes about Superman, who looks just like Superman, but with glasses and slick back hair? Yeah, that's fucking Superman
2: yeah <laughs> I love how like it's again like it, obviously this is probably stuff that who everyone who's read DC all their lives I'll be like yeah we're sick to death of seeing this thing but, but like I just love the parallel between a guy who it's a big deal if you find out his secret identity Bruce Wayne and then Superman whereas like he, his villains are idiots they don't realize
0: yes <laughs> and also like Superman turns out to be a fucking repro- beat reporter alright yep like that that doubles down on the Superman could be anybody because he is just some guy mm-hmm. in the grand like social scheme of things like in the social cast of the world Clark Kent is a working man Bruce Wayne yeah. is the richest dude alive or second richest because he's not I don't think he's as rich as Lex Luthor but
2: you think sometimes he has to write like top 10 clickbait lists to make ends be
0: <laughs> Clark Kent BuzzFeed reporter? <laughs> I'd be fucked up. <laughs> Clark like, Kent, oh, what, what Justice League member are you written by Clark Kent?
2: Oh, he's got like, um, he, he's just spreading misinformation to cover his track. <laughs> like, top, top 10 Top 10 kinds of kryptonite that don't actually exist, but it's all ones that he really just doesn't want to come up against.
0: Top 10 guys who might be Superman. Yeah.
2: Puts Bruce Wayne in there for a laugh.
0: <laughs> He's just listing random actors. He's like, well, have you seen Henry Cavill?
2: Writing little blurbs like, oh, I don't know how he would lift a train. My back hurts, so I lift the. Uh... Garden furniture. <laughs> I
0: lift, I left my boy John at home, and I, I and I throw my back out. So how how could Superman possibly do this? Uh, so back with Lois and Clark, um, he uses his X-ray vision to identify a guy, and then realizes a giant boulder is being thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does the the big Superman shirt rip and as he goes to do it Lois goes after you do your thing Clark call him please Uh, and so Bruce meanwhile Bruce is dangling a dude off the side of a building and uh, Selina goes that's funny (laughs) because he's like when they're afraid they talk to me and Selina goes that's funny why is that funny because right now you're afraid, and you're afraid because you're afraid you won't talk to him. Yep. Superman is now fighting a dude in the devil in the desert. It's just later now, yep. and so Lois go like Lois is talking to him, and she's like, "So do we get to meet her?" He's like, uh, "I didn't call him. <laughs> I swear I will. I just uh." So they're both investigating separate leads. Clark is investigating a lead on this uh, on a twenty corp or Lois and Clark, I guess, are investigating. Yeah. Uh, Clark is just fighting a dude, like a radiation man. He looks like Batrock
2: the Leaper and I was just thinking he looks like Batrock the Leaper. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's got like the, the Mohawk like helmet type thing going on. But then when you get a zoom in on his face, it's like, that's, that's Batroc. Yeah, that like, this, like,
0: this Batroc the Leaper stole Tempo's costume.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so Lois is really pushing. He's your friend. You need to talk to him. Uh, meanwhile, back in the cave, Selena is just doing yeah. bits. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> She's like crawling up on the bat computer and shit. She's like, who shamed me, honey? you want to talk to Superman about me?
2: Meanwhile... Okay. Bruce is like giving a short answers because he's just like... He can't just come out and say, no, it's not that. It's because I'm a, a giant baby.
0: It's because it I don't want to... weird
2: talking about my feelings. Yeah, my I feel...
0: But I definitely feel weird talking about my feelings with Superman. Like, yeah. it's not just that it's any friend. Like, if this was about yeah. The Flash, it would be no problem. Because Bruce yeah. Wayne... Adores Barry
2: Allen, Mm -hmm. and he sees himself as more of an equal. Right, we get we'll get onto it later. But like, it's the equivalent of like this giant, omnipotent thing coming from space and saving people all around the world every day, and everyone sees it. Is this just this monolith? And you're gonna go up to and go, "Hi, I got engaged."
0: Yes, (laughs) yeah, exactly.
2: On paper, it shouldn't care because that's such an insignificant thing to its existence. But that's the yeah, yeah, the, the book goes where...
0: further into it later, but, like, this yeah. really does come down to itself. A self-esteem thing for both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, Clark wants to be friends with Bruce. He wants yeah. to be close with him. Bruce doesn't know how to be close with a lot of people, but especially doesn't know why... To him, he doesn't know why Clark would give a shit. Yeah. Um... Uh, and so, meanwhile, like while Selina is, like, trying to talk to Bruce about it, he just continues to do detective shit. And he's like, well, according to our hanging man, the plutonium was delivered to, to, be delivered to Dr. Ten. There's no Dr. Tens in the database, but there is Dr. Simon X, released from Arkham a month back. Selina has fully crawled into his lap at this point. Yep. You know, X being the, she's like, I know Roman numeral for, I don't understand, Ten. <laughs> like he, sh- he is trying to get this point out because he ha- has to verbalize it, and Selena yeah. does not give a shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, because at this point she trusts him to like figure this stuff out. I mean, yeah. he's fucking Bruce Wayne after all.
0: She's like, "Yeah, you do the detective shit. I'll I'll string somebody up. I got a whip. I'll do whatever."
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: so he figures out. He's like, "Okay, we need to get to the Goodwin Tower to." figure out where all this fucking plutonium was going from i would like to say i love this batman costume so much
2: i was just about to say like i know people adore the whole like batman being look like he's made a bowl and bowls and built like a brick shit house but i much prefer him when he's like hiding inside his cape and stuff or like yes. like this way you can tell he was just caped up and he's just like flicked it open to get to his utility belt and like just the whole like creepy fucking Bella Lugosi, I am fucking Dracula. Uh, yes, <laughs> he looks like a fucked up vampire.
0: So cool, yeah. Coming to coming to Castlevania. Yeah. God, why is there not a Batman Metroidvania? That would fucking rule.
2: And the thing is, like, the reason why I I don't gel with like Batman like, with his chest out, all, like, puffed up and stuff like that, because it fits with someone like Superman. Like, you can see on this page here, like, he's, like, because he's all, like, duh, 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 and he's out and, no, not yes, out and proud, but I think mean, he might them. be him, But, like, because he's, like, a bright symbol of whatever, and, like, when you have, like, Batman posing like that, it's like, what are you doing, mate? You're meant to be brooding.
0: <laughs> right. Batman draped in shadow, uh, hmm. like, it's a good ju- juxtaposition of them. Like, Batman is covered in shadows, but Superman is uh, there's all the highlight on him because he's standing in front of the Daily Planet. Um, you know, and even the juxtaposition of Lois and Selina, yeah. where Selina is crouched down doing the Catwoman thing, and Lois mm. is standing, pretty even and equal with Clark.
2: Yeah, and she's it's more like, like on the on the on the left with like Catwoman and stuff it's like she's placating him because he's like doing all of his like i figured this out look at me i'm so smart i'm the knight and all that bollocks it's just like you can tell just from my body language she's like yep yep come on get on with it Whereas um lois on the other panel she's on her phone she's active she's doing stuff because as you said she's an equal they're a team they're working together whereas catwoman's just like yeah i'll entertain bruce's little boy fantasy of going and being the best detective around i'm just here for like stealing shit and having fun.
0: And also, like, it kind of highlights how Bruce is not used to working with someone who is an equal. Like, the people like his partners, in terms of his mission, up Mm -hmm. to this point, are his sons Stephanie Mm -hmm. Brown and uh, uh, the Signal and uh, and Orphan, who is his daughter. Like, they are people who some way somehow depend on him yeah selena is totally independent of him and he doesn't know how to what to do lois and clark have been together for years and so the two the juxtaposition of those two versus these two even in just as simple as how they're posed it really stands out and also the fact that in in the panel that's uh, Bruce talking, the the Bruce and Lena uh, panel, Bruce is the one talking. Yeah, uh, he does. He's doing all the talking, and the other one uh, is Lois doing all the talking, because uh, fundamentally, Bruce and Lois are both investigators. It's the thing that they mirror each other on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce says to Selena, you don't have to come. You're not my sidekick. Again, reinforcing that he's not used to somebody being, as Selena calls herself, his partner. Yeah. Because before, it's always been, follow my rules, do what I say. Mm-hmm. And Selena isn't going to do that, doesn't need to do that, because she doesn't need him. She chooses him. And then Lois and Clark, she says uh, Clark says I'll stay outside the door and I she's like you don't have to be there He says that radiation Man, whatever that uh, Whoever attacked me Is connected to this Let me be there to protect you And in this moment Clark is now being Juxtaposed against Selena. Yeah And uh, Furthermore when Bruce says I don't need a partner and selena says i know and clark says or lois says i don't need protection and clark says i
2: know yeah yeah it's sort of like um it's strange that because it's not it's not a direct parallel but it's like you get the feeling that lois and clark trust each other and his i know is a genuine like yeah i know i I just want to you know me. I need to be there. I, Whereas I would the that I know from Catwoman's, like, all right, yeah, yeah.
0: The I know that, uh, like the the I know is her going. Yeah, I know you don't, but you're stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I'm your. I, I'm going to be your wife. I am going to be there. Yeah. Which in the, both of them are in their own way saying, "I'm going because I love you." but it rings differently from different, to the person that they are saying it to. Yeah. Uh, And so Bruce and Clark both start to talk about each other. Uh, How they, you know, how Bruce's parents were killed in front of him. How Clark is the last of his race. How Bruce was raised alone in a huge mansion with memories of his parents. And how Clark found out how different he was in Kansas Mm -hmm. how Bruce should be a killer and want to tear the world apart how Clark could tear the world apart and how how humans should be ants to him how Bruce turned the shock of what happened to him into hope and how Clark took the pain of always being an outsider and did the same thing how Bruce knew his family, knew what he had to be. How Clark had a good childhood full of laughing and learning. How Bruce didn't have a choice but to be who he is. But how Clark had every chance, every choice to be whatever and became Superman. How Bruce had, how Bruce could just be a normal rich guy and just chooses to be Batman. Mm-hmm. How they both see the other as inspirational. How they both see the other as being a better man. Yeah. Now, Clark says, he got engaged. He didn't call me. Okay, that's his way. His way of telling me, we're not friends. Not really. And Bruce says, he you can't be friends with him. Not when you're... He doesn't need to congratulate me. Look at me. Who am I compared to him? Clark says, he is who he is. He doesn't need a friend. He doesn't need... He isn't like me. He's Batman. As Cl- Bruce says, he's Superman. And yeah. as this has been happening, Lois and Clark were going up in an elevator while Bruce and Selina were climbing down into an elevator shaft. Yeah. And they both <laughs> opened the door at the same time and, and just look at each other.
2: <laughs> as soon as Batman realizes Superman's there, he just... Retreats into his cloak again. Yes, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> he, right away, he's like back under the cape.
2: It's like oh, only Catwoman gets to see my chest.
0: <laughs> he says, how? "Clark's like, how didn't I see you? Actually, it's how didn't I see you? He says, yeah. You, you took the elevator. He's like, You're not supposed to see me. If I flew here to get in this floor, I'd have to break a window. Yeah, I took the elevator." The fuck. Meanwhile, this whole time, Selena and Lois have been trying to like, like selena has been looking over Bruce's shoulder trying to see Lois.
2: Yeah.
0: And they just kind of shake hands. Oh
2: hi. <laughs> I, re- I really do love this issue. Like, even though it's sort of like for me you knows like nothing about the characters other than surface level things, it's like it's everything. Like on the previous page where they continue, like when they're going to the building like lois and clark are very much together i know it's probably practically because lois can't fly or whatever but it's very much they're very close even when he's like holding her and stuff like that whereas batman and catwoman are very much separate they're like a few heads apart on the close shots and they're like ones above each other ones below each other on the like the traveling panels i think it's just the visual storytelling mix with the writing yes it's just amazing i i also saw it when um Jesse recommended I read Tom King's Vision. There's a lot of that in that as well, and yeah, uh, it, it's I really enjoy the way he uh, sets things out.
0: Yeah, he's really good at um at kind of plotting these little things. Um, like uh, there's another really good in during the the War of Jokes and Riddles. There's this page where Bruce and Selina just don't say anything to each other, and everything that you are supposed to get from that scene is told in their body language. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: They open the door to the office that they're going to and are greeted by uh, Dr. Double X. (laughs) It is, it's never explained what these guys' deals are. Like, if that radiation dude is an extension of Dr. X, it's not clear. <laughs> they get the dog shit beat out of
2: them. Yeah, it's really just like a, a whole. I think if you take this page and the rest of the issue and boil it down, this is just a, a a real sort of. It's hitting you over the head with the idea that like superhero comics aren't really about the superpowers. They are not about, it's about all superpowers. all the soap opera stuff.
0: Not, right. It's not about the fights. This book especially. Yeah. Like, Tom King's Batman stuff is so... If I had to say, outside of the structure, I really like one thing. It's that this book is not about the superhero shit. This is about who is Batman. Mm -hmm. It is about the psychology of these characters. About who is Bruce Wayne? Who is Selina Kyle? Who is Bane? Who is the Joker? Who is the Riddler? Who are these people?
2: At the same time though, that like I really enjoyed these two issues but I don't know if it would have the same effect on me personally if there wasn't like all that content beforehand where people like can draw those wild conclusions about Batman and Superman like, oh Superman's boring, Batman's too depressing, or Batman's um not jolly enough and stuff like that. And it's issues like this juxtaposed against that that made me enjoy this even more. Um Whereas, if I'd been if I already understood these things, this would just be a reinforcement of things I already knew. So I think, for people who are on the fence about both these characters, I think this little two-part and even the part with Wonder Woman, this entire volume actually the the, the storyline after this with um, Poison Ivy when she yeah. pops up, that's really interesting as well and like how the entire world is in peril and Bruce and Selina have to somehow save everyone yeah. it's it's really good because it, it it's they managed to solve this like world ending event or well not ending because it's
0: basically poison is... ivy has taken control of everyone yeah uh and they it's a really good like it's of a three-part story
2: yeah they solve um, it with dialogue and emotions
0: they solve it with the power of love yep yeah. Like they manage to break Harley free and they're like, hey, so here's the deal. And Harley's like, oh, I got this. And she just goes and talks yeah. to her. She's like, hey, I love you. We can figure this out together. And Ivy's like, yeah, I'm I'm tripping. Yeah. She says, sorry, Charlie Murphy, I was having too much fun.
2: <laughs> I slapped you tonight? That was tonight, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god Ivy's th- just punching somebody in the face with a big ring There's This is unity on it uh so they decide to go on a hey who's hungry let's go get dinner so mm-hmm. uh issue 37 opens with them going to superhero night at the Gotham County Fair yeah
2: I think this is a, isn't this a, um, a re, not a retread in a, in a negative sense, but it reminds me of the um, the cafe, oh, restaurant, sorry, in Kingdom Come, where it's all, like, superhero uh, themed, but it's yeah. set in the future, so nobody remembers who any of the superheroes are. It's like, oh, I'm Green Lantern, apparently he was cool or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: in Superhero Night, the, the guy's like, hey, sorry, you gotta be a superhero to come in, and you all ain't superheroes. My note is: Please, somebody give Bruce Wayne a gold chain. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he is
0: wearing a gray suit with a black turtleneck. D- Icy as shit. Like just legit, yeah. just put a gold chain on him, and he's the coolest dude in the history of ever.
2: Uh, Clark he again. He looks like the the hacker
0: from Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like. This is going to be a deep poll. Did you ever play the Godfather 2, the game, on the Xbox 360?
2: I did not. I hadn't seen the Godfather films till like, three years ago.
0: So there, there was a... They made two Godfather games, one based on the first game, one based on the second. Uh, one based yeah. on the first movie, one based on the second. Um, and uh, in that game, you play just, like, a random member of the family who gets promoted and blah, 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 blah. In two, you get your own crew that you get to hire different dudes in and all this. You get to customize what these guys wear. Half the the options are like blank and sweater, blank and turtleneck. Yeah. So you're just like, what? Like it's fully Miami gangster in the 70s. Yeah. This motherfucker's pushing weight.
2: Yep. Uh, uh, also another thing about this panel if you put it, do you have it open in front of you at the moment? yes yep. i gotta do if you put your thumb over bruce's hair he becomes jason Statham. it's really weird
0: <laughs> that's the fucking transporter <laughs> holy shit um yeah everybody went and got got dressed up for this mm-hmm. uh and so they say to bruce they say oh you can't come in because uh you're not dressed like superheroes and bruce says all right well we'll go somewhere else <laughs> and they turn to leave and uh and so lena's like fucking it took us an hour to degree to this i'm so hungry and lois i mean he's like well i mean there's a solution it's not as though you don't have costumes and Bruce is like fuck no, absolutely not. No way. Yeah, he's like uh Lois is like yeah, you just you guys have all the stuff. You guys just switch it. He's you and you're him and no one knows anything. He's no. And Selena's like what my kind patient fiance means is that he sees that his kind patient fiance is tired and hungry. And he'll do what he needs to do to remedy that situation. Isn't that what you mean, darling? No. No. (laughs) This is where MJF took that fucking bit from. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) No! Uh, And then just cut to uh, them in in like a bathroom switching clothes. Uh, and so, the one thing that I really appreciate about this page is that the way that everybody's drawn here, like, they don't... This doesn't feel like, hey, we wanted to draw an underwear scene for titillation. Yeah. Like, it's just Bruce putting on Superman's costume, and he's like in his, in his fucking briefs in a dirty yeah. fucking city fair bathroom. Now, Lois is Lois is in her underwear, putting on Selena's costume. And it doesn't feel like, hey, they really want to draw Lois Lane's ass.
2: Yeah, it, it's like again, like what's happening on the panel is secondary to like the dialogue, um, which is nice for a change because I'm so used to reading stuff like um, which I, I adore. Um, I talked about it the other day in, in with you guys in the discord. It was like I absolutely love the X Men War the Realms tie in. Yeah. But the, the it's absolutely secondary to like the, they just wanted to put the X Men in a D and D environment. Yeah. Like the, my favorite one of my favorite panels of all times. Like when they're fighting the Frost Giants and there's just Hope clones everywhere because he stole Jamie's powers and Sunspots just like firing off a blast. He's just like give him hell X Men. Like you could have said anything and it would have been fucking a great panel. But yeah. in this it's like it's, again, to show the difference between two of them, like, with all of his heart, with honesty and no cringe in his blood, like, Superman's like, oh, the S stands for hope. And Batman's Star- like, ah, the
0: bat stands for a bat.
2: it's <laughs> like, obviously, as the audience, we know the bat is a symbol of, like, his fears and, like, his... Of him uh,
0: reclaiming the scariest thing that happened
2: to him as a child. Yeah, which has a lot more weight to it than simply, like, Oh, this stands for hope because that's something positive, and you're like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice thing to have as your insignia. That I get like Superman's character from that, whereas Batman's a bit more vague and like needs that extra explanation to like a layman who's coming in and doesn't know him.
0: Right. One other. But he like you're...
2: refuses to give it. He's like, right. no,
0: he's, he's so guarded, even with this person he has risked his life with constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really like about this page too is that. And we don't get we don't see Selena by the time it gets to her, she's fully dressed in Lois's clothes. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: But like, Bruce's body is covered in bruises. Yeah, he is covered in bruises and welts and cuts, and Clark remains immaculate because nothing mm-hmm. hurts him. Um, and so they get back to the they get back to the dude at the gate. And he's like, okay, they're all good to go. But, uh, like, what are you supposed to be? to so Selena. And Selena. just leans in real close and goes, meow. <laughs> and the guy goes, well, well, go. meow. And the guy just... <laughs> I forgot how funny his face is. Because he doesn't... Like, she doesn't. He pulls back and he just kind of stands there. Stone face and goes... Okay, you're good.
2: (laughs) Like also, I feel like in a world like this, like there's no way you'd know every single superhero. They could have just said like, "Oh, I'm fucking from the Doom Patrol." (laughs) Yeah.
0: But no, Selena's uh, her big plan was to make this dude horny. Yep, and it worked. Also, Clark is wearing his glasses over Bruce's costume.
2: Yes, I love that.
0: <laughs> Which is an incredible bit. Uh, Bruce in the Superman costume looks like Daniel Garcia on steroids. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so they're having corn dogs, and Bruce's like, I'm going to have to kick a lot of trees to work this off. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that?
2: Oh so, fucking Clark! <laughs>
0: Clark wants to hit the do the thing where you this test of strength with the hammer, uh, and he's like, I Lois is like, you know, I don't, I really don't need it. And he's like, but Lois, it'd be so. I mean, I could just he's like stop. The fucking attendant for this, by the way, is dressed like Lobo. Yeah. Like with but, little
2: booty shots.
0: Yeah, not just like regular garden variety Lobo. He was like, L- "I'm gonna be slutty Lobo." <laughs> I so mean,
2: this, he, he obviously has the physique for him, so. he
0: is This dude is jacked and stacked. That yeah. is two chicken breasts, one asparagus. He said, <laughs> "He's puffing a stogie." Me oh, like, he
2: looks like a super jacked Mobius. Hashtag Mobius sweep everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this dude is wearing spiked slippers and, <laughs> and yellow shorts that are that have to be like three inches long. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh. And so Bruce uh, says, Bruce says to Clark, "He's like, this suit really itches." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's because of this an- this Kryptonian anti radiation tech I use. You know, for when I have to like fly through a through a sun." and Lois is like no it's because you don't fucking wash it every day like a normal person yeah this is the this next page is the page I have thought about the most from this yeah
1: because
0: it's so funny it's just you want the perfect encapsulation of these two couples it's this one page of them going through the tunnel of love because Lois and Clark who are not old and married in age but they are old and married in spirit
2: yeah, they've uh, done all the. Basically, they've done all the stuff they've that done this Catwoman and Batman are doing. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, and so they're going through the tunnel of love. Again, have to stress, Clark is wearing his glasses over the bat suit. It's so good.
2: It's so funny, especially in panels where it's zoomed out because they look a little bit like googly eyes.
0: Yes! It's just a really good visual gag. Um, and they're like, Clark's like, yeah, that was nice. Meanwhile, coming through the tunnel of love, Selena is f- just fully on top of Bruce. Yep. Just, just tonguing him down. And all I can think is, man, you are wearing other people's clothes.
2: Please yeah, relax. I was gonna be like, these definitely have to wash it after that. <laughs> you
0: are most definitely gonna have to wash, Clark's gonna have to wash the suit after this, man. Yep. Uh, they go to a, uh, <laughs> they go to a batting cage. Um, and I gotta say in the background of this shot Lois and Selena look adorable
2: yeah it's really nice
0: like uh, Selena is standing there holding a uh, like a giant stuffed cat presumably that Bruce won for her yeah and uh, Lois is just kind of like huddled up with her with a flask uh Clark as batman wearing the glasses holding a bat this is hilarious <laughs> that's somebody's father that's yep <laughs> that's halloween with your parents i also i like how
2: like even his stance where he's dressed as superman like you could tell his shoulders are still a bit slouched like even though he's dressed as superman he can't do like the but like the way clark's got the band he's like giving it beans and he's just like sh- just swinging for the fences as he would and like but bruce is like trying to do technique he's got like all his fancy stuff and it's just nice that like even though they've swapped costumes like bruce still can't give himself that like confidence to be like out and bold he's just like yeah I'm Superman I guess
0: yeah he's like kind of like if the cape would allow him to put it over his shoulders he would Yeah. but because Clark's cape goes straight back and doesn't go around he's kind of forced to be out here as Superman
2: and Uh, I think this this whole this panel with the like obviously all the the actions happening at the bottom with them hitting balls and stuff but if you look at the, the top bit I think it's, like, the the first issue was, like, um, there was hang-ups from both parties, for, well, from Superman and Batman, like, oh, no, I don't want you to talk to Selena because she's a criminal, or, like, oh, maybe Selena knows our secret identities and stuff like that, and then it turns out, no, like, you two were the problem. Look, they get along fine. Yeah, They're yeah, basically these two are, are all there.
0: great. It's yeah. like they've known each other their whole lives. Uh, I would like to note that... uh Bruce's stance with the bat, he looks like George Costanza. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding it exactly like Jason Alexander. <laughs> uh so Selena cut away to Selena and Lois, who are just having girl talk. Uh mm-hmm. she's like, I'm trying so hard not to be the reporter. I have so many questions, but well at least I'm trying and uh She's like, I mean, him? Of all the people on the planet, even off the planet, he's the most? And Selena goes, yes, he certainly is. (laughs) Also, they are passing a flask back and forth this whole time. Yeah. She's like, why would you, why would anyone? That's why. That's all I'm asking. Why? She's like, "It's when I fall, he catches me. I know it's stupid, but does that make any sense at all? (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, saying that
2: to Lois Lane of <laughs> all to Lois
0: Lane Lois I married an alien and had his baby's lane yeah she gets it mm-hmm. and uh fucking Clark goes she's a criminal yeah if I remember correctly you wore on criminals yeah just saying pal it's an odd match says, your identity is perhaps the world's greatest secret. Lois is the best reporter out there. A woman dedicated to uncovering the world's greatest secrets. Just saying, pal. Also, they at one point started arguing about, (laughs) because they're like, this pitching machine is too slow. And Clark's like, how about I pitch to you, Bruce? And he's like, yeah, I'd homer off you too. He's like, I'd throw it right past you. You wouldn't even see it. I throw it so hard. <laughs> uh, Lois opens up a bit to Lois and Selena open up a bit to each other and like, you know, my dad wanted me to be in the army shooting people and uh, Selena's like my dad ran away, I think. Who knows? So, well is that better? Not knowing you're living the wrong life? Selena says, I've tried I've tried so many things. I'm always changing. What's left of me without anyone watching? At the end, when I meet my maker, what do I say? And Lois goes, Meow. <laughs> Which is just a great payoff to that bit. Yep. And they they giggle behind the giant cat. Uh, They're fully on the ground, leaning on each other. Yep. Drunk.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a it's it really is a, a beautiful juxtaposition. I'm going to say that word a billion times because that's the whole point. Of that's the whole point like, of the story. It's like it, it's a it's a lovely thing to see, like how they get on and they communicate with nuance. Like they don't ex- they don't have to come right out and say things that they mean. They're like they can pick up each other's cues. And there's a lot of um like even at the end of it where uh Lois Lane's like, "Oh, you're too young to get married." And then Cat was like, yeah, I am. Thank you for, because that's the sort of thing that like good friends would say to each other and they feel, and they're bonded and stuff like that. Whereas Bruce and Clark's like, I hit ball fast. Your wife, criminal, maybe.
0: They're Neanderthals, whole place. He's like a caveman, but weirdly it works for them because on the next page they're yeah. just walking. And <laughs> Clark says to Bruce, you ever get tired of ginger ale? It's just every damn day what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> but that's guys being dudes that's the kind of talk and they just like dudes rough, bro
1: what dudes the rock. fuck are
0: you two talking about and it's like don't make me explain this i like i'm sure there's context of that joke that i'm missing i'm not gonna look it up
2: yeah i assumed it was something to do with like the fact he has so many kids maybe
0: yeah So they're talking about that. Meanwhile, Lois and Salina are like uh, talking about how Bruce proposed. She's like, it was actually really sweet. But then he says, before you answer, I have to tell you something. It's about Kite Man. What? No. "No." "No, Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Then a dude dresses the question, steals Lois's purse. If they just, the two of them just start laughing.
2: I mean, uh, the guy has a killer one liner when he does it, to be fair.
0: Yeah, he says, uh, <laughs> the question isn't who's going to let me, it is who is going to stop me. And so, you just know
2: he's been like hiding behind the pitch and like tent thing, like practicing that line over oh, and over yeah. and looking for a person that's to like, oh, who's gonna stop me? He's gonna
0: stop? <laughs> So Bruce and Clark. So Bruce grabs a baseball, <laughs> and Clark yep. uh, uses his X-ray vision to see the guy. And it's Ninety-five feet straight, six feet three inches right. Three, two, one, and Bruce just lobs the ball up, and it comes down right on the back of this dude's head. Slays him out.
2: He skids along the ground as well, which is very. His
0: honor is self-esteem made visible in action. I am. I think. I will. Like he slides. <laughs> he. He gets smoked.
1: Yep. Yeah. Folded like an envelope. Fucking
0: Clark is. St- Clark and Bruce are still on this baseball thing too. Like, they're yeah. on a Ferris wheel. Like, Lois and and Clark are on a Ferris wheel. And he says, he honestly has no idea. I mean, John can't even hit off me. He says, seriously, I throw it right past him. Strike. And Lois is like, look at the stars, Clark. Can you believe the stars? (laughs) We're supposed to have a romantic evening, Clark. And Bruce is like, at a certain speed, like on the fucking tilt-a-whirl or whatever, he's like, At a certain speed the bulb falls apart, which wouldn't count as a strike, so there is an upper limit. I would just need. (laughs) (laughs) And uh Clark, or they're standing, it's looking at like these big balloons of Batman and Superman. And uh Bruce says to Selena, he told me the S stands for hope. And she says, did you tell him the bat stands for a bat? (laughs) Clark goes, he did. I was just like, nah, boys are so gross." <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're just eating. And eventually, they are just having a normal conversation,
1: yeah. like
0: Bruce and Clark are opening up to each other about their about Bruce's engagement. But I gotta say, Clark in the Batman costume with the glasses on eating a waffle cone.
1: Yeah.
0: Hilarious. Also, those gloves cannot possibly be sanitary.
2: Yeah, and also, I don't think they'd be very, like, mobile. And with them being so bulky, I'm surprised he doesn't shatter the cone. (laughs) (laughs) But I suppose he is Superman, so he's used to dealing with, like, having the fucking crushing force of a billion planets on his hands.
0: Yeah. And Clark says, I can't believe it. You're engaged. You! You! And he's like, who says, uh, when I fall, she catches me. Selena says to Lois, How are you married to that guy? He's so Kansas, and you're so Lois Lane. She's like, you seem perfectly nice, and he's so Batman. It's just, you know, Bruce, we don't live normal lives. It can be, it's really hard to do normal things. I know, of all the hell, probably only you, me, and Diana really know. Is, is that yeah. why then? Because it's lonely? I love that line from Bruce. Of like, we're the only people that really get that. Yeah. Because it... Like, Marvel characters are more likely to pair off among superheroes. Rogue and Gambit. Yeah, the The X-Men broadly with each mm-hmm. other. Um, Nova, Gamora, and Star-Lord together yeah uh, daredevil and Elektra. The, like the one exception the, or the two exceptions are the thing and his wife and yeah. spider-man and mary jane yeah dc characters are a lot more likely to try and pair off with like a normal person yeah superman and lois lane wonder woman and uh steve trevor um for a time. Also, Tim Drake and every third girl he went to high school.
2: With. <laughs> Tim got around. Listen, he was just trying things out. Um, but uh, I also take it—I took it a different way, just from like what I know as an outsider to DC Comics. It's like the three, well, I'll call them the big three. Um, they seem yeah. to be a lot more detached from the world than all the other heroes, right? Yeah, so everyone. I think else that still loneliness proud. is because like, they're they're up here and they don't really, apart from Superman, because it's baked into his like character that he's always with Lois and stuff like that, but she sort of doesn't help the isolationism because she sort of like adapted to be like that for him, like they still live on that farm I think, and like they're still worried about raising their kid and stuff like that. But it's like, and whenever the big three are together, it's like, oh, who'd win in a fight? Who's the most powerful? It's not like he has a team, unless they're with the Justice League. It's always like, oh, Batman, Superman, who's better? Blah, blah. Oh, Wonder Woman could kick the shit out of both of them type thing. Whereas, like, the Avengers can just exist together. And the other members of the Justice League, when you think about the Flash, like, he's very ingrained in the real world. He's got lots of friends. He's got, like, a partner. Uh, Oliver Queen is very much in his city, like, doing stuff in the real world where it doesn't feel that way for the big three, at least not from the outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, for the three of them, it's like they have to stay in this kind of almost rarefied Mm -hmm. space Yeah. versus everyone else who are pretty much... them being superheroes for them is like punching the clock. Yeah, Wally West eventually goes home to his family. Yep. His wife and children. You know, Superman's wife, he sees at it work. It's, yep. She's part of his secret identity as Superman. Hmm. You know, it's like everyone else gets to be... Or at least gets to... I, I Like, Bruce's larger point is that everyone else kind of deludes themselves into thinking that they can have a normal life. Yeah. And they're the only ones who understand that it can't ever be, quote-unquote,
2: normal. Yeah. And for Clark, he can't ever turn it off because his powers are like, he's aware of all the horrible shit happening. Right. So he feels Clark- obligated even when he's trying to have family time to go and save everyone.
0: Right, like... Wally West can be Wally West and Barry Allen, the, the Flash, is broadly, they can be anywhere as fast as Superman can, but they can't mm-hmm. hear everything happening in the yeah. world all the time. You know, mm-hmm. Superman could hear a mouse fart from a, a you know, a hundred miles away. Yeah. Versus everyone else, they just, hey, there's something happening in the city we live. Uh, but, you know, the double date's starting to wind down. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're like, that was nice. And uh, Clark's like, that was nice. And Lois says, you think everything is nice. So he goes, so does Bruce. He just doesn't tell anyone. And Bruce's response is a, <laughs> a well thought out no. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, you know. You know they they kind of talk for a sec, and uh, Clark goes, "It's too bad we didn't get a chance to pitch the hit, because <laughs> <laughs> they won't let this fucking thing go." Says, yeah, you know maybe next time. It's the awkward
2: keep a hold of each other's hand.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. This this Great. panel where they're just kind of holding the handshake, and Bruce says, "I know a place. Says, We're switching clothes."
2: Oh, the fact that he has to be dressed as Batman to do it, because he's like, it's me no. doing this. I'm going to hit the ball.
0: Clark says that.
2: Oh, damn. Maybe, uh, well, it's more, in, in in my opinion, from what I, I can see, is, like, it's more Bruce's personality, but, like, oh, I want to be dressed as Batman. I want to do it. So maybe it's a little sign that, like, Clark's like, this is big for him. I'll let him do it in his bat
0: suit. Well, but also, because when they do it, Clark is not standing on the mound. He is floating. Yeah and so he uh they, <laughs> they they stand up to do it and Lois and Selena who have also switched clothes now they stole that mug, that mugger's wallet yep <laughs> when the dude ran by and stole Lois's purse Selina reached out and grabbed his wallet like it wasn't even like they took his wallet after he after they nailed him. Which would be funny, but it's like as he did. It's Lena's like, oh hey, it's just like I'll take that. Uh, and uh, Clark says to Bruce, "You know what you're trying? It's impossible." He says, I know. All right then. And uh, <laughs> Lois says, "These boys—they have so many problems." And, the statement <laughs> yeah that's true but also they have so many abs <laughs> <laughs> and Clark Clark throws a fastball that Bruce sends to the upper deck he gets yep. all of it and uh it's the end this is so like this is like a, a Saturday morning cartoon these two yeah like I love that. I think that's so great.
2: Mm-hmm. i many really consider what's happening either side of this story because it doesn't go straight to the, the Wonder Woman part
0: yeah, it's where a few you get issues more late.
2: friendship. It's like Batman goes back to dealing with grim shit. So it's like this lovely little, um, little sunspot in the middle of this whole volume.
0: Yeah, because the Wonder Woman part is not this fun and joyous. The Wonder yeah. Woman part is fucked up.
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's because um I think the Superman part is meant to amplify like how how like being with someone and being married and committing to someone is a lot of fun and it's rewarding, whereas the Wonder Woman part's more centered on it's a, it's still fun and rewarding, but there's a lot of work, there's a lot of sacrifice, there's lot a lot of, of trust. Um yeah.
0: There's a lot of knowing you have to do the right thing and not the easy thing necessarily. Yeah. Because maybe at some point we'll get into that um, like that story, and we'll do it for the, the podcast. But like the, the gist of it is that Bruce and Diana switch places with this guy who's in another dimension, uh, who has to guard it and has been guarding it for what feels like to him hundreds of years. Uh, In reality, it's probably been a year. Um, Yes. But he's got to fight off. He's playing horde mode, basically. Yeah. And so he... They get stuck there. He appears to not want to come back because he's spending time with his family. Yeah. Uh, And, like, Bruce and Diana look around. They're like, we might not get out of here. You're looking kind of... Yeah. Kinda sexy, so you wanna you wanna make this happen, Cap'n? And they don't. They realize yeah. pretty quickly that would be really stupid. But like the way that the first issue of it ends, and this like it's like, oh shit, is Batman going to cheat on Catwoman with Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. Um And like meanwhile, the flip side of it is that Selena is like. Holy shit, he might not ever come back. He might be trapped in this other dimension. Dude, I get that you want to be here with your family, but you can't yeah. deprive me of mine. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh it's a good story. I think this is the stronger part, but I think
1: Yeah, much much prefer this one. Um
0: And so for you as somebody who again, you're not particularly familiar with the DC stuff,
2: how does this rate for you? It rates pretty highly. Um, I'm a massive hyperion mark who is just an analog of Superman. So um, I'm a big fan of just like the visuals of Superman and like any time he appears in the story. I'm not one of those people's like, oh god, Superman. I'm like, oh, this could be cool because he's a fucking brick shithouse. Um, so there's a lot of the like, tropes I recognise from like reading stuff like Squadron Supreme because I really do enjoy it. Like the only reason why I, I'm not familiar with DC is because when I was a child I was extremely poor, so I was like, "Oh, these characters are cool, but I cannot afford to do both. Like I have to right. stick with the X Men until I'm 18, and then I start branching out." Um, so I, it's not like I dislike these characters; it's just I'm not as familiar with them. I would say I still don't find batman too compelling like i understand mm-hmm. is um the point of his character and i understand why he's standoffish and this story's great like i can have batman in small amounts but it's just for me the bat family are always more interesting because again it's like because he's more removed whereas i, I gravitate towards stories about like people and like working together and sort mm-hmm. of like but in all of the robins are like that they they're like more ingrained like even at the start of this volume the way dick grayson talks to damien and tries to shepherd him through the whole like oh my dad's run off with this woman i don't know if he's going to come back uh, they're engaged suddenly whoa and then dick's like joking with him like bringing him down uh, uh not in a negative way but like bringing him down from the whole like being too hot-headed as dick used yes to do for damien um i like stuff like that and i think the thing that doesn't really hit with Batman for me is like I can't really relate to him because I don't have the experience of I I, like my childhood was more like Clark Kent's like my mom and dad were made sure it was like fun of full of laughter and learning and like I'm just I'm from like a small town in the north of England not had to do with too many hardships other than being extremely poor um so I'm more like jolly and that's why I'm more I would side with daredevil more than batman because everyone says the characters are similar and they absolutely are but like the thing that's that i can't connect with with uh batman with them being rich and like not having parents daredevil has like that good relationship with his dad who, who he loves to bits unfortunately he does die as well but like you can tell there was love there and also like the catholic guilt because i went to a yeah. catholic school so i get that point so i think if if you added Catholicism to Batman, I'd care a bit more. That, like...
0: Well, that the character you're describing is Azrael.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> with this big massive sword.
0: I mean, that's, that's more like
2: the that judges your sins. Yeah, but that's more like the Crusader type Catholicism that I would like to stay away
0: from. See, like no, I...
2: it's a wonderful story.
0: Yeah, I my favorite stuff. Like my favorite DC books ever I I think I've mentioned this on the show before but um, the John Lewis, Pete Woods run on Robin is my favorite DC stuff ever uh, because it is so grounded like the cape shit is cool and it's there but it's so grounded it's so domestic it's why I'm so attached to Tim Drake and Stephanie Brown as a couple because they are in that run, they are perfect. Like, it is exactly what I want from my superhero comics about your young characters. And that's why I think what yeah. a lot of people gravitate to stuff about the younger characters. Because when it's yeah. somebody who is like Tim Drake, a teenager, or... Because Tim is permanently like 18, 19 years old. They refuse to age him yeah. up. Dick Grayson, who is in his mid-20s permanently, You can ground these things about, uh, like in the the day to day of their lives, a lot better. And so something like this book, that really just does that and grounds a day in the life of these people who happen to be superheroes. Yeah, like the superhero shit is so secondary to this story, but the like. Batman doesn't matter here. Bruce Wayne does. Yeah. Catwoman doesn't matter, Selena Kyle does. Superman doesn't matter. Clark Kent does. Mm-hmm. Like it is about them as individual people. Um, and I think it really works for Bruce here too, because I think Batman is most interesting. Bruce is most interesting when he has somebody to play off of. Like he Yeah very rarely does anything with Robin during this stretch of issues. It's mostly Batman and Catwoman. Mm. Because she is his foil character for this story. Yeah. And I think that, like, using her in that way helps him as a character a lot. And helps her as a character a lot. After, I think, years of her being like, oh, she's just the sexy cat lady with the whip, you get, uh, like, these glimpses of who Selina is as an individual. Like, I don't know if it's in the the volume you read, but there's a part where you find out that she woke up super early. She woke up at, like, 3 in the morning so that she could break into this bridal sh- uh, store
2: to steal her Yeah, dress. it's the last issue of this volume. Yeah.
0: And she could just ask Bruce to buy her one. He could buy her anything. This is, like, supposed to be a last act of Catwoman... Rebellion before she is Mrs. Bruce Wayne for the rest of her life. And it's so grounding for her as an individual.
2: Yeah, I think the reason why the stories with Bruce Wayne and, like, Batman working with other people are much more interesting for people like us who've read comics forever is yeah you you can fight crime you can defeat all these villains you can be like oh i'm the best detective but there are going to be like seven characters who are exactly the same like i if you boil them down to their elements like moon knight same as daredevil they're very similar to iron fist like even you can throw shang chi in there they're really good at kicking people's heads in like that that's fine that's great some of them have gimmicks some of them worship the moon some of them worship jesus like it's fine but they're all the same in what they do It's their, like, it's how Daredevil reconciles with his faith. It's how he he keeps pulling Foggy into all these shitty situations and Foggy still loves him. And it's about, like, Mark Spector, how Frenchie lost both his legs, but both him and his husband still agree to help him and train him, like, when he falls off the wagon and stuff like that. Or, like, how Danny and Sparrow are working together to be two different aspects of the same goal on two different complete planes of existence it's all like it's always the relationships and like how they cope with um, everything that's going on rather than who they are and what they can do and that's right. why I find like conversations like who would win in a fight extremely boring because anyone can be anyone with context and on like a good day or a bad right. day it does it truly does not matter and once you get deep enough you realize it superhero comics are soap operas
0: yes totally all they are yeah that's why the X-Men are so enduring is like, yeah. sure, all these fights or whatever. You know what people are really into? The long, weird 40-year sometimes off-and-on relationship between Scott Summers and Jean gray Mm-hmm. And Scott cheating on her with... Grant Morrison's X-Men is so so opera. There's a reveal where like a big, you got caught cheating on your wife moment in that fucking book. Like, Yep. You got caught cheating on your wife psychically with the sex therapist who is now in your mind dressed as your wife. Yep. It's That's just, some it's telenovela messy shit. Messy
2: what you want. You want just messy. That's yes. all you need.
0: Let your comics be messy, I guess is the message of this uh this book. Let your let your superheroes be characters and thus let them be weird soap opera people.
2: It's even what carried me all the way through, like, there are so many issues of Invincible, but what carried me through was, like, the interpersonal dynamics, like, the father-son relationship, the fact he took, like, seven issues to realize he was in love with Eve, all that sort of stuff, like, it's just, it's just fun, it's just nice to read that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, again, not to, I know that I can't talk about Batman on this podcast without talking about Tim Drake despite the fact that I have not done a story where Tim Drake is really a featured character outside of those two issues of Bad Girl uh yeah. the mo- the reason his books lasted like he got his own solo series in 1993 that book yeah. ran until 2009 the other titles that Jesus. were launched around the same time Superboy and Impulse both got their own books both of those were canceled before 2000 and the reason Tim's lasted is because Tim's are full of weird interpersonal stuff. Like his gr- his first girlfriend, Ariana Zhirchenko, a Ukrainian refugee, a character that makes a lot more sense now than she would have in 1998. Uh, yeah. She... Like, there's a, a an ongoing bit where Tim keeps... The Robin stuff is getting in the way. Yeah. He can't he keeps missing out on time with her and things they're supposed to do because of the Robin thing. So he like one day she gets frustrated. She gets fed up. She goes on a date with another guy and feels super guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And it's like a thing or like bad things keep happening to Ariana. So she thinks that all guys just want to have sex. So she tries to have sex with Tim, and Tim is like, whoa, 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 I'm a good Christian boy, because Chuck Dixon is writing this comic book. (laughs) And, like, it's stuff like that. Him realizing in issue, like, 45, I love Stephanie more than I love Ariana. I need to break up with Ariana. Him getting with Stephanie, and then Stephanie going, hey, I'm pregnant in the next issue. Mm Mm-hmm. And there being nine issues devoted to Stephanie going through her pregnancy and how that affects their relationship that is still very new like it's a lot of that and meanwhile Superboys is full of adult women trying to, th- to fuck on Superboy yeah. not Connor Kent Superboy you know it's a lot yeah
2: I feel, I feel like if you I know like and these days, like, if a comic just sell however many issues, they cancel it before it gets its proper sea legs. Yeah. And it's a shame because if you sit with a with a character long enough, you start to... Even stuff you didn't get in the first 12 issues, you start to understand them as, as a character. And then when you read it back again and again, like, you pick up on little things that the writer was trying to um, put down for, like, the... Later on in the story, it's like when I was talking at the start of this podcast about like how, like, the way Tom King set everything up throughout this volume, and it's even if it didn't pay off, you could tell it was working towards something. And over the past few weeks, because I, I mean, I could do it faster, but I read like an issue or two before bed. I've been rereading Nova, obviously, yeah. me, Nova, yeah, love it. Um, but it's the one from 2009, um, and they, they i got there's a point around it's 36 issues and there's a point around issue, I think it's 27 28 where he's been through so much he's been through like four galactic wars in a row and somebody tells him because he loses the world mind because the world mind goes off the deep end because it tries to attach itself to ego the living planet which is dumb um he and now that he doesn't have the powers a doctor says oh you've got 48 hours to live like you cannot live without the nova force like you're dying and instead of like being dramatic about it he just accepts it because he's been through so much he's already died one time before and he's just in throughout the story towards the later end of the issues everyone who meets him who met him from the annihilation war was like you you're not the person i met back then you've completely changed he's like yeah i've been through four wars like what do you expect he goes to planets and shouts at people because they won't save their poor when galactus is coming to eat the planet he's like oh yeah here's a list of uh vips when you to you save." he's like i'm not fucking doing that i'm saving like the poor people because you guys are fucking dickheads and then quasar who comes back to life and i like quasar but like he's a bit too optimistic at times he's like i'm not gonna let you die rich i'm not gonna stand here and watch you die he's like well stand somewhere else because i'm fucking dying and there's nothing you can do about it right And it's just that progression from a naive dude who got obliterated by bugs and like all of his friends died to gaining new friends, dying, trying to live through two more wars after that, then just accepting that, like, look, I've seen so much, I don't mind if I die. And that's a really emotional thing that you wouldn't get if you hadn't sat with this character through 26 issues of nonstop galactic war and children exploding in front of him and all kinds of shit. And then Marvel and DC were, uh, are like, oh, here's a six issue about a character. Okay, now you know who they are, but you didn't buy enough of them, so it's canceled. You don't get yeah. to see them progress through anything.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, uh, we're going to wrap up here in a second, uh, but, like, the amount of books that they canceled in the first six months of the New 52 is nuts. Yeah. Like, Static Shot got six issues, they canceled it, and then they did not use Virgil again until, like, now like it took 10 years for them to go like oh yeah people like this character and it's like no the, the problem yeah. before was not that you made, was, was not that people weren't into this character, people love this character he's one of the most beloved DC characters but he's got when you launch 52 titles all at the yeah. same time at number one yeah, a lot of your newer characters aren't going to sell well. You know who's going to sell well? The Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman, Suicide Squad, Nightwing, Teen Titans.
2: Plus there's no worse feeling, at least for me, I'm probably being dramatic, than like seeing a character pop up somewhere and you're like, oh, that character's cool. I wonder if they have a run or they're part of a team in the run. And there's like four issues they've appeared in before that. You're like, well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, uh, Chloe, who was on the show um, for the second Genesis episode, she was like, she saw um, Hawk, uh, the second Hawk of Hawk and Dove. Yeah. And she was like, yo, I fucking love this character's design. I've read her in this one thing. What else is she in? It's like, oh, that. <laughs> She's in yep. that, and that's
2: it. I'll never forgive Marvel for killing Gravity. Gravity was such a good character, yeah. and the fact that like it's obviously it didn't sell well, and that's why they, they folded him into the initiative, and then eventually killed him in space, and then brought him back to life just to have him retire. But like the idea of like a kid who lived in the off end of nowhere going to the big city to become a superhero, being so fucking bad at it that he ends up like helping criminals by accident—that's such a compelling story. And would have gained traction. Like, if he made it like 20 issues, people would be like, oh yeah, like, it's been a really good run. Like, even his bits in Spider Island were compelling. I would even be happy if they decided to give fucking Frogman a series. The idea of, like, the amount of hijinks and stuff you could have against a guy that fucking stupid and ludicrous against, like, everything happening in New York. Fun shit. But no, they don't like fun, they like money, so.
0: Yeah. Make more of your comics like this is the. Is, yes, is what we're getting to.
2: Uh, this and that Peter Dog issue of yeah. Hawkeye, more of that, more yeah. of that. Uh,
0: thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you, Gary, for hanging out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know that it is uh, the early parts of the morning for you, so it's always appreciated when you come hang out. Uh, yep. You at home listening can uh, follow the show on Twitter at mcmf pod. You can follow me on Twitter at ArcherArios, A-R-X-H-E-R-A-R-I-O-S. The X is a C, don't make me explain it. Uh, we'll be back for more next week uh, with something. I'm going to figure out some mm-hmm. stuff. I, I think I'm going to do a few more DC stories, because I feel like we've been yeah. really Marvel-heavy lately. Um, so I'm yeah. going to go through some stuff. going to find some stuff that's not just kind of Batman-centric, which is hard to do, uh, but we'll figure it out.
2: It's Alan Moore's swamp thing here. Oh,
0: yo, that would go crazy. Uh, Until then, everybody take care, stay safe, and we will see you.